Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and a creeping awareness that you are not alone. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Spooky Tara. Boo! Ah! <laughs> I thought that was a cat, and then she transformed into a witch, and it was like pretty magical. I'm a goblin. And just scary. What am I going to do about Still it? Still terrified. <laughs> She's. Half transformed, half cat, half human, all titties. All titties. <laughs> She's got eight of them. <laughs> What's the thing all of those have in common? Just titties, baby, titties. Oh, God, okay, we gotta start the show. Okay. On today's episode, we ain't afraid no ghosts, witches in the news, and a communication spell for witches playing the long game. The long game. The long con. The l- <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> To be determined. my phone i'm gonna have to ask tammy for a new phone for you for your birthday <laughs> she basically like threw that yeah <laughs> this is the top this this came up on monday all right so today's apple podcast review of the day of the day of the bi-weekly <laughs> yes <laughs> please proceed is by al mac 13 okay amusing and you learn stuff <laughs> Enjoy listening. I recommend it to two friends, and I hope they listen. I agree. Nuts and banana bread are gross. Thank you. You win. I only want validation. (laughs) It's the only way she knows how to be. Please. Every fucking comment should be like, this is a way I can validate Alicia. How can we do that? So banana bread. I hate tea. Hating tea. Horses. Terrifying. Horses are so scary. And goo. Goo is just, now I don't know how I feel about goo. We've talked about goo for so long, it's (laughs) lost its meaning to me. I have no idea. I'm thinking Flubber, though, and I do like Flubber. He could dance. He could dance. He was see-through, so you know he wasn't hiding any secrets. Yeah. And uh, he was just a man who loved women. He really was a player. Yeah. Do you remember he made all those other Flubbers? That was the part I didn't like. Really? I did not like, I was like the multiplying Flubbers. No. That was not my jam. <laughs> I was like, this is disturbing. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like semen and that, you know, you just get the goo and then there's like five million goos in the goo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Multiplicities. No, it's disturbing. I mean, that makes sense to me because you are, you're not a fan of space or black holes. Mm -hmm. And so like complex multiplicities, I assume are overwhelming for you. That's a good diagnosis. (laughs) Am I your therapist? I am terrified of space. Give me money. (laughs) Give me money. Okay, so thank you, Al. Mac. 69? What was it? 13. Unlucky. Thank you, Al Mac 13. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but we have other things we have to talk about also. We have something really exciting and important to talk about. Are you ready for this important news? Everybody, chop, chop. Please pay attention. Ears, eyes nose and mouth into the mental space for this information. Are you ready? All right, baby witches, we are once again doing an October fundraiser. Woo! 
again. Again. Second year. Hell yes. This year we decided to keep our charity local to the United States since this country just loves being the messy drunk doll at the bar. She'll never reimburse you for that Uber, but you still love her. (laughs) This year our charity will be Black Girls Code. Yes. Yes. Did you know, I love factoids, did you know that black women account for only 2.5% of the science and engineering workforce? That's insane. That's sad. 2.5% of the whole workforce. Like, I don't know what that means. That's so many jobs. I think I looked it up and it's like there's 7 million occupations for science and engineering in the U.S. total. So that's not including like all of the degrees and stuff. Mm -hmm. So 2.5% would be like something like... 150,000, 175,000 in the entire United States. That's gross. Ridiculous. It's gross. Black Girls Code uses community-based workshops to introduce computers to young girls in underrepresented communities. The ultimate goal of Black Girls Code is to have these powerful, intelligent, computer-savvy young girls be prepared to apply and get that job in the STEM field. And they also have a goal to teach 1 million Black girls by 2040. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So you may be asking, Besides being a good person and helping young girls by donating to charity and, you know, getting a tax write-off, why should I donate? Why are you asking this question? Of all the questions, (laughs) you should just do it! Well, that's because Tara and I will choose three lucky baby witches to get their tarot read. We did it last year and it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I was very nervous. I was super nervous. But they were all wonderful. I loved every single one of them and I keep up with some of them on Instagram. I know. They lead very fascinating lives. So same rules as last year. If you donate $3, you get three chances. If you donate $6 million, we'll be very mad that you haven't donated that much to our Patreon, but you will get 6 million chances to win. What are you doing with that kind of money in this economy anyway? (laughs) Just stashing it. Who have you exploited? Just, you know, whatever. Everyone. (laughs) Just everyone. It's fine. All we need from you is that when you make the donation to take a screenshot of it. That was my screenshot noise. (laughs) You can send that screenshot to us on Facebook, on Insta, or even at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. When we have that information, we will put your name and amount in the raffle. And maybe you can be the lucky baby witch that we get to meet this year. Yay, please. Please. And we so hope that your tarot reading goes way better for 2021 than it has been for 2020. Yeah. We can stack the deck. We'll stack the only good cards. <laughs> only ten of cups. Yes. Only good things. No only. swords. No swords. swords. <laughs> out of here. Out of here. You can donate by clicking on the link in our show notes, or the link will be available on our Instagram page and our Facebook group. Yay. Yay. We're so excited. We'll end the fundraiser on midnight of October 31st and reach out to the lucky winners after that. Come on, guys. It's for the fucking kids. It's for the children. It's for the children. How many times do we have to bring children to you and ask you to give them money? (laughs) Just twice now. Just twice. So the reason we do this in October is because... My birthday's coming up. Yes, and... (laughs) Yes, and... Yes, and... I'm yes-anding that. Thank you. But also Mm -hmm. because it is our two-year anniversary of making this show. That's crazy. Time is an illusion, but I feel its weight like an ever-present boot on my neck. Just like an anchor weighing me down. Yeah, and a thousand fire ants in my eyes and in my mouth. And I can't believe I tricked you into doing this for two years. I don't know. I, I just live in the basement. I come out when it's time <laughs> to record the podcast. I have a great time. Crawls out. Crawls out. 
And then she like puts me back in and I see her in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. What a crazy time to be alive. Look at this. Look behind the show. Look at this secret. Behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing how the sausage gets made. So let's just roll right into it. Today we are going to talk about ghosts. Ghosts. Boo. Have you heard of these? They're around. Allegedly. They're allegedly around. (laughs) At any moment, you're always being watched. Well, I feel like if you listen to the show, you know Ghosts Are Real because we had one on the podcast. That's true. It was kind of like a defining factor of what got us past the third episode. Because we were just so scared. (laughs) We had to continue. (laughs) She could kill us. This is her path to the afterlife. And if we don't continue this podcast... Citrine is just raked back down to hell like many fall leaves by the devil. What do you think Citrine is doing now? Well, the girl that moved into my room after me left, so I don't think that she had anyone move in after her. So Citrine just occupies the whole room. I think she might have her own bedroom now. like a Which girl. is really what she wanted to begin with. I mean, that's possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I kind of have a ghost story. You do not. Not a spooky ghost story, like a fun factoid ghost story. Okay. All right, I'm ready. So I signed up on this website called boardaghost.com. And allegedly, on October 1st, I will receive a ghost who will live in my house for the duration of October. Like a foreign exchange student from Germany. Yeah, exactly. How did, why have you done this? Well, okay, one, Miss Tally Gale did it. And so she was like, hey, girl, do this. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I have a ghost? Tally. Tally. And so Board of Ghost is kind of like an Airbnb for restless departed spirits. That's how it was pitched to me. So that's where I'm, I'm rolling with that. They pair selected ghosts with a home to stay in while they complete the last of their earthly business so that they may rest easy in their grave. Do you get to pick the business? Do you know what kind of business this ghost is bringing into your business? Yo. There is not enough information on this website for the <laughs> amount of information about myself that I gave. <laughs> so I really have no idea. Like they're supposed to send us letters throughout the month of October and that will say, hey, do this and it'll help the ghosts, like blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if the first letter I'm going to get is like anthrax. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I have no what idea what kind of mail fraud shenanigans I may have actually signed up for. Oh but I am ready for this adventure. What if it's like a severed toe and it's like you have to bury this man's body slowly over the period of a month? I think at that point I would have to call the police. But you signed up for it. I would have to be like, yo, ghost. I like feel you, but like this should be in a Wendy's, like not in my home. This should be, yeah, this should be at a (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Not here. Not here. On my palace. We don't do this here. We don't We do not do that here. No. God damn it, Alicia. What if I'm a excited. man actually shows up and he's just covered in flour and he says his name is the ghost? I. You gave your address. Yeah, I probably give my address for like worse things, you know. <laughs> it's just the way things are. But in theory, I'll like receive the name of the ghost like on September 30th. And then on October 31st, they will leave my home, whether they have accomplished their goal or not. That's what I've been told. I'll receive letters because apparently they're talking to like some mediums who are writing the letters, transcribing them to send them to my home. Right. Which mediums? I don't know. That information was not given. But it just says you are advised to read these letters as they arrive. The ghost may ask you for help and you are advised to help in every way you can. Yeah. It's just some like Weapons. Nigerian business scam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no tally. 
Exactly. She got hacked. I mean, there were like a bunch of questions I had to answer and I like used some, you know, precaution when answering them. Like one was, how many people live in your home? And I was like, no, you don't get to know that information. You are not the census. Do you mind sharing their names, ages, and preferred pronouns? And although it's very nice for the ghost to ask about preferred pronouns, I was like, no, you're not receiving that information. That sounds like... The ghost will find out when they arrive. Yeah. How many men with big muscles and knives are at the house that live there now currently? All of them. A hundred. It's basically a brothel for men with muscles and big knives. Yeah. So don't fucking come to Alicia's house with any funny business. So we will try to... (laughs) Okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because I'm going to have a ghost and he's going to protect me. (laughs) Okay. Or she. Or they. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So it's like a foster dog. Yeah. Just for like the month and then they like go to heaven or hell. I don't know. Wherever (laughs) they want to go. You are the deciding factor. Maybe. You are the Egyptian like soul weighing ceremony (laughs) of what is heavier, this feather or this heart. And you get to decide. That's a lot of power. Do we get to like take them around town? I don't know. I was told that we need to make like a little space for them. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like it's probably like a bed or something. Mm -hmm. Some nice sweatshirt for them to be on. Because I'm assuming ghosts can be big but then they can also make themselves tiny. We didn't really research. If a genie can fit in a bottle, I feel like a ghost. If a ghost is transparent, does it matter? I I feel like it does, dude. Okay. Maybe you could get some specs on this ghost. Yeah. With height, depth. I really should have asked more questions instead of being like, I want to board a ghost. (laughs) Here's my address. I have quarantine depression. I will do this. I would love a new friend. I really support this. I'm sorry I came at this with such a murder serial killer angle. Yes. (laughs) That is my own projections and I'm very happy for your foster ghost. Thank you. And so we'll keep you updated on the Instagram if this isn't a scam. (laughs) Or the first video will just be like someone opening it and it's anthrax and just... That'll be it. Good times. Looking ahead. Looking ahead. Okay, cool. So we're going to keep talking about ghosts and not Alicia's death. (laughs) Or. Or. Okay. So what is a ghost? What are ghosts? Ghosts are dead things that return with purpose Mm -hmm. and desires. Okay. I think that's pretty much it. All right. Skip this. (laughs) Skip this section. No, so every culture has a form of a ghost, whether they're called ghosts or spirits or even ancestors. And the almost universal belief is that once a person dies, their soul or their inside energy, you know, the like good, good stuff. Mm -hmm. The nougat. The nougat of a person. Ew. The caramel filling. I like that better. What's on the inside of uh, Three Musketeers? What is that? That's what's inside That's like a lot of stuff. Aren't there like crackers in it? Like graham crackers? No, it's like a marshmallow fluff. Oh, okay. That's what I got. You're a marshmallow fluff. Mm -hmm. And you're a caramel. Damn it. What's inside else? What would be inside me? Taco chips? Ooh, maybe cookie dough. Okay, yeah. Can I be like just cookie dough? Fuck yeah, you can. (laughs) You can be whatever you want. Hell yeah. This is our podcast. So the cookie dough inside of someone (laughs) can transition into either particles of some kind of outward breath that is sentient and takes on the characteristics of the dead person's personality. There are many theories for how long ghosts have been around. In a Christian context, you think of ghosts staying on the earth until they're ready to go to heaven or the afterlife. Sometimes it can be that the ghost has a duty to oversee something or someone on this earth before they leave, but other theories believe that the ghost may just have unfinished business. Oh, taxes. Taxes. They're like, I didn't do last year's taxes. 
or that ghosts can only go to the afterlife when there is no one on earth who remembers them anymore. So some kind of Coco thing. Oh, wow. Okay. So wait, so they go to the afterlife after no one remembers them? Mm-hmm. On earth. So all these fucking like my ancestry, like heritage.com things yeah. are digging up all of these ghosts that have finally gotten to party in the afterworld. Oh man, what a bummer. Everyone stop taking 23andMe's. Everybody quit this shit. You don't need to know about I your grandpappy. I already sold my information to Google. <laughs> it is too late. I'm going to have to know about grandpappy. That's it. So ghosts have been around since the Mesopotamia period, which is a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do the math. Math. Jokes. Jokes. Relatives were expected to make offerings of food and drink to the dead to ease their conditions. And if they did not, the ghosts would inflict illness and bad luck on the living. That's probably where it was like, oh, well, once you forget about them, you're safe from that ghost. Oh, yeah. You're safe from that ghost. But your mother-in-law's ghost. Oh, you better watch out. Sounds like an extortion. This is a mob situation it is we're in the sopranos they're like a gang yeah i changed my whole thing about being able to talk to ghosts (laughs) we gotta ignore these people forget about it they're only asking you for food and money they are panhandlers of the afterlife (laughs) ghosts are even mentioned in the old testament in the book of samuel king saul has the witch of indoor summon the ghost of samuel that was a very what's that called A little picture. I mean, a little picture frame. That was a very paraphrased version of that story. That's what I was meaning to say. In Islam, it doesn't look like they have ghosts per se, but Muslims believe or used to believe in jinn, which are kind of like genies. These are spirits that are neither overall good or bad. Each jinn is just different, and they can either be invisible or take on the bodies of scorpions, cats, dogs, owls, donkeys, or even storms, natural weather phenomenon. Wow. Trust nobody. Trust nothing. Don't talk to anything. Unlike ghosts that supposedly take on the dead person's personality, jinn are known for having a lack of individuality. So it's still this kind of like afterlifey pair paranormal thing Mm -hmm. that can come in different shapes and normally they have some wisdom or something that they need to communicate to you oh i see Mm -hmm. in buddhism and taoism they have a celebration called the ghost festival or the hungry ghost festival the ghost festival is on the 15th day sometimes the 14th day of the seventh month on the Chinese calendar. So everyone get your Chinese calendar out. How am I supposed to know if it's on the 14th or the 15th? I don't know. I don't know. This is what my research said. I I don't know. plan outfits for anything. No. This year it was on September 2nd. On that day, the afterlife and the earth opens up and it is a time for Buddhists and Taoists to perform rituals to absolve the suffering of the dead. Activities include food offerings, burning incense, and burning joss paper, which is like a paper mache of material items such as clothes, gold, and other fine goods for the visiting spirits spirits of the ancestors oh cute and then for the food offerings you can make the food and like have a dinner table set for the empty seats of the family members that have passed kind of like a dumb supper oh yeah and then there's another festival called the Qingming festival which is only about ancestors who have passed but the ghost festival is a celebration for all those who have passed so it doesn't just have to be for your family yeah oh i see oh that's interesting which is kind of sweet because it's like oh we're recognizing everyone who has passed Mm -hmm. i love that i thought that was cute i feel like across many cultures there's this idea of our ancestors or our ghosts are hungry and so we're gonna make them like a little meal and they're gonna have a little place at the table and they're gonna sit with us yeah they're just gonna like eat some food and duck out and it's it's gonna be real chill it's very like hospitable like hospitality like very like welcome come into our home like have have a sandwich my dude a ghost bed and breakfast a ghost hors d'oeuvres oh i love that 
And then let's just talk about ghosts and human psychology. In a 2014 BBC article, it said about 75% of Americans believe in ghosts. And in that group, one in five Americans has claimed to have seen a ghost. Psychologists believe that people who believe in ghosts, me, do it as a way to make sense out of chaos. A death, natural disaster, job loss, black holes, you know, <laughs> chaos. Flubbers. Flubber. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that doesn't make sense to me. It's like a way our brains are trying to figure out the puzzle that is life. But honestly, this should be like splitting up the classroom in half to debate this issue. If so many other cultures have had their own version of a ghost in many random ass places in the world for centuries, I think that ghosts are real and that the universe doesn't make sense. So vote for me, amateur Ghostbuster, in your 2020 election. Write me in. Write her. Do not write Alicia. Do not in. write me in. She does not want to go to DC yet. You love DC. I love DC, but so what not this yet. Tells me. Yes. Is that twenty five percent of Americans are fucking killjoys, <laughs> and they suck, and you shouldn't invite them over to your what I'm gonna call a fun supper. A fun supper, <laughs> where you're very quiet and you don't say anything. My dream. My dream. <laughs> I'm eating. Takes all the social pressure off. Yes. Amazing. So cool. I've convinced you. We believe in ghosts. Because it's our podcast, so it doesn't matter if you still don't believe. Yeah. We are going ahead with this thought. How do I find a ghost? Where, Where would you they? find a ghost? Where would I find a ghost? If I wanted to find one, I would... Do, do, do. An active ghost? Because I feel Versus like... Versus what? I feel like there are, like, like spirits all around us, probably, mm -hmm. that, like, don't really feel like they have to pitter-patter around and deal with humans. Mm -hmm. If I were going to look for a ghost that was, like, active and down to clown, I'd probably go to... A cemetery. Ooh, smart. Maybe like an old spooky mansion. Okay. Old libraries for sure. For sure. Books love books love ghosts. But yes. And ghosts love books. Yes. They're yes. in love. And I might like if all these ghosts are so hungry, I might be going to some of these restaurants. <laughs> I might be dining out looking for ghosts. Like why not? Mm -hmm. I mean, I love the whole idea of like you know, maybe have a ghost just come to you, like in your home. Mm -hmm. That's pretty nice. You can just sit my ties together, like have a good time, put Keeping Up with the Kardashians on. Tragic that it only has two seasons left. Am I right, ghost? And they're like, yeah, so sad. Love this family. An absolute tragedy. Yeah, national tragedy. <laughs> America's reality TV family. <laughs> If you don't want it to just happen naturally, you can use Google mm -hmm. and look up several places in your area that are believed to be haunted. It looks like most U.S. states have lists of haunted places in them. <laughs> Lucky for you. <laughs> These are normally hotels and resorts. And in the South, they can be plantations because tragedy happened there. Yeah. And of course, your local super spooky house. The New York Times came out with an article this past May about people who are quarantining with a ghost. Did you see that when it came out? No, I didn't. But it makes so much sense to me. Apparently, before COVID, people would report ghost or paranormal activity in their home about two to five times a month. With quarantine and everyone being at home, that reporting jumped to five to ten times a week. That's insane. These occurrences are anything from objects being moved to different places, the hot water being suddenly turned off in the shower while you're showering, bathroom towels being flung on the floor, and the article made it sound like these ghosts are just living their good lives when you're at work, and that this sudden quarantine has been very, very stressful to the ghosts who just love their space. Oh my, it's like cats. It's like cats. All the cats were upset yeah. when quarantine started. Except your cat. She was very happy. But maybe she's upset still. She's kind of like, why are you guys still here? Uh, should we be concerned? Well, are we making money? Do I need to get a job? 
Other indicators that a ghost may be around you, sudden temperature changes, especially the one where it gets very, very cold, very, very fast. Ghosts require energy when they're present so they can pull heat from your surroundings, which is why that temperature plunges. Oh, so it's like they're actually absorbing it. They're not like just like- Like a black hole. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? What? Ghosts are black holes. Oh, man. Artemis needs a joke. Things are falling apart. The economy's in ruins. <laughs> Strange tech glitches is another sign that a ghost may be around. Lights flickering, television turning off and on, your laptop inexplicably dying like mine has, or having momentary static glitches. There are also paranormal smells, which I don't like this one. Hmm. The website for the Association for the Scientific Study of Animalist Phenomena That's like a fucking mouthful. Says that these smells can sometimes be unpleasant like sulfur, like the devil's in your house. Gross. But they can also be sweet, like a person's cologne or perfume, or even the smell of tobacco. Because you know, those like ghost chain smoking. Yeah, they're like, I'm already dead. What are you going to do about it, Pam? That's true. Cannot get lung cancer now. Gotcha. But if no one in your house smokes tobacco, it may be a sign that you've got a ghost in your home. Dun, 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 dun. Or unless it's you. Unless it's you. And then you should go. Like, wash your clothes. Yeah, come on. Come on, don't be that stinky. Oh, God, what if it's like a frogger? Have you ever heard of those people? Oh, my God. Let's not even. Okay, we're going back. I take it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Froggers are so scary. I'm terrified. I'm concerned at all times. Me Someone too. Someone could be here. Look up. She's just up there. Well, especially there's a lot of houses. We're going on this tangent because I've thought a lot about this. There's a lot a lot of houses in Brooklyn, which are cute, like two-story houses, but there's like that way you can just get under the crawl space. Like someone could be living in your crawl space and you would never know. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. then normally like the crawl spaces, some might have a basement and then they're just like in your basement and they come up and they eat your food. And yeah. And you're hauling sleep candy. Sleep in your bed. I yep. don't know. Fuck your wife. Ah. Ah. They're taking over your life. I shaving with your razor, wearing yeah. your shoes in your house, yeah. kissing your kids. On their way to school. (laughs) Just assuming the identity of you? (laughs) Please call me Tara. Please call me daddy. (laughs) The last big indicator of a ghost in your home is how your pets act. Because they smart little devils, these pets. Do they square up with one corner of the house every single day? Do they seem on edge with their eyes intently focused on something you can't see? So dogs and cats are known for being able to sense natural disasters before they occur. So of fucking course they would be able to know if a ghost is around. This makes logical sense. Oh, I don't like it. Is that why my dog would be staring at me? Because I'm a fucking disaster. (laughs) It's just like, wow, my mom's a mess and I really like her, but I hope she knows that I'm going to pee on the carpet in two minutes. (laughs) I'm a ticking time bomb. If your house unfortunately doesn't have a ghost and you want to go to a place that has ghosts. I thought you were like, if you want to make a ghost, this is how you kill your roommate. (laughs) No. Okay. Not exactly. If you want to go ghost, I don't like the word ghost hunting. I think it's kind of rude. I be- I feel the same. Yeah, ghost busting. I think that's fine. A ghost safari. A ghost safari. If you just want to see ghosts in the wild, this is what you need to do. There are rules. You got to be prepared, dude. Just like a Girl Scout. Make sure you have a pen and paper to write down any notes. Remember your phone and electronic devices may not work. It's always good to have a flashlight. Make mm-hmm. sure you have a flashlight. Like really fanny pack with everything in it. Band-aids just to be safe. Hell yeah. Wear comfortable shoes and wear a jacket. It could get really chilly. And then if the ghost ends up being some kind of Scooby-Doo monster, like you need to be 
be wearing comfortable shoes so that you could run away. Yeah, this is not the time for your flats. This is not the time for your high heels. No. You are not Daphne. Fashion from that time. Women were expected to do so much and they're out like looking for ghosts. It makes no sense. Do your research. If the haunted place has been traversed by other ghost hunters, ghost busters, and paranormal enthusiasts before, make sure you read what they have to say. Don't be like, ah, oh, whatever, these crazy people. They may tell you things to look out for, like a candlestick moved in the dining room or I heard footsteps in the basement. If it's an abandoned place, their notes may even include places inside the building that you like really shouldn't go into, like the floorboards are rotting or there's a door that if it closes, you'll be stuck in that room. Like That's important information. Read the notes. Read the notes. Never investigate alone. Because if you go missing, who's going to call your mom? Not you. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. And your phone might not work. You know, you need a buddy. Always Mm -hmm. have a buddy. Always ask permission. Like if it's on someone else's property, like a shady barn or something, you know, like Mm -hmm. those barns in the Midwest. Mad spooky. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, ask for permission because you don't need the owner of the house to show up with a gun and then you're dead. You know, it's not not good. A lot of. Oh, excuse me. Oh, there she goes. Hello. The Frogger. I'm, it's me, the Frogger. My name is Tabitha. No. (laughs) All right, I killed her. Um, Dead. But like a lot of these like really famous haunted houses, so like, from like Amityville Horror and all that stuff. Like those houses actually exist and people live in those houses. And there are so many times where people are like, oh yeah, I like bought this house not knowing it was from the Amityville Horror. And now people just come and look in my windows during dinner. And it fucking sucks. So like be aware and be courteous. Like just because you're out here looking for ghosts doesn't mean that you get to harass nice families. Who are just trying not to be harassed by a ghost. Yeah. They have to live with a ghost already. So boundaries are already being crossed. And you as a flesh person don't need to be doing that. Yeah. So unless you're selling Girl Scout cookies or working for the census, do not go to people's places unannounced. (laughs) Announce yourself. Announce yourself. Get permission. I'm here to look for ghosts. And then they can yell, go home. Uh, We don't want you here. And you'll be like, okay, thanks. But it was actually the ghost saying that. Fuck, man. Dun, dun, dun. And last, be safe and cautious. No one likes inviting over that acquaintance who walks in without taking their shoes off and goes immediately to the fridge and eats your food that you've been saving because those Korean leftovers are delicious. Oh, so good the second day. Mm-hmm. So don't be that person in a ghost home. Keep your shoes on, of course, but tread lightly. This is the ghost home, so you need to treat it with respect or it may kill you. I don't know. I don't know. Ghosts be wild. Yeah. Okay, we found our ghost. I got permission. <laughs> I'm safe. We brought Girl Scout cookies. I got band-aids, my good shoes, a flashlight, my friend. Your friend? And I found a ghost. Should I talk to this ghost? Well, the witch community Mm -hmm. has sort of a diverse opinion on this. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you the arguments for both sides. Okay. Perfect. So these are the arguments for no. Okay. Ghosts cannot give consent to being contacted vis-a-vis seance or summoning because you're just calling them up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they have little to no control over the world around them and they are basically victims of circumstance. So if you are to contact them, 
the only moral reason would be to ask if they want to move on from this plane. And if they say yes, assisting them in that movement. So we fucked up with our Ouija board excursion. We get to make our own rules. So <laughs> the morality, this, and this is really interesting that you brought up like the idea of ghost hunting and like traipsing around and bothering these people. So the morality of ghost hunting and ghost hunting TV shows has also been long debated. Oh, interesting. So like, should there be like a Hippocratic oath for ghost hunters who like profit off of this emotional labor mm-hmm. for people that are like just really want to be left alone yeah. and like going into places to agitate spirits so that they'll act up for like cameras is really exploitative almost like kind of 1920s like freak show vibe mm. like if you watch a lot of like ghost adventures and stuff it's like people walking into rooms and being like hey what's up you know and like banging, here? Yeah. banging on stuff and then it's like then they get to record like these really aggressive responses when you know maybe that ghost isn't or that spirit or that person isn't inherently like an aggressive person what if they were sleeping yeah like would you be angry if you got woken up at two in the morning with lights in your face yes and they're like dance for us pinocchio <laughs> i'd be like that's not my name <laughs> first of all Please stop calling me that. Also, contacting ghosts could strengthen their hold on this world. So if they are emotionally attached to a place, person, or object, your interactions with them work to solidify that bond that keeps them here. And if the spirit is malevolent, paying attention to it could feed its power. So we've already talked about how like certain entities like feed off of the energy of living things by making things cold. By interacting with a malevolent spirit, you're basically like offering yourself up on a silver platter like this delicious mini quiche. Hello. I'll take five and then you're surprised (laughs) like what spirits are said to be attracted to the intense energy of kids age 11 to 17 when we're at like our most emotionally volatile and we love MCR and we just hate our fucking dads yeah and that's likely because our negative energy is just like oh so scrumptious it's like yum 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 little treat so if you're looking to create maybe a more like harmonious connection or like bringing down the this energy of a malevolent spirit so that they can move on like giving them a lot of attention could actually be counter active to your goal Mm. these are the arguments for yes i mean the arguments for no were very strong so i'm excited for the arguments for yes ignoring ghosts is rude (laughs) they're here they're here and they're talking and they have political ideals they don't get counted on the census like you have to pay them some respect so can you imagine being vicious this is what i wrote (laughs) Can you imagine being viciously murdered by your mom's new husband so that he can inherit her riches? And then you're trapped as a ghostly apparition in the house you were murdered in. And then on top of that, you have to watch for hundreds of years as your murderous stepdad and his descendants live out their happily ever after. And they don't even have the decency to acknowledge you when you throw a teacup across (laughs) the room. Can you imagine? They're just like, uh, like the fucking 25% who doesn't believe in ghosts. And they're just like, "Mm, earthquakes, (laughs) windstorms, crazy, crazy. It's just a little tornado in my living room. Uh, Just another day in North Dakota. (laughs) So I feel like, okay, ghosts are out here. They have social needs and you can't ignore them like the rest of your problems. And have you ever been alone for six months at a time trapped in a room you cannot leave? Of course you have. It's been your life. (laughs) And you know how fucked up that is. So 
pay attention to these ghosts. Okay, here here comes some woo-woo. Okay. Here's number two. Talking with spirits is something that living creatures naturally do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how many parts of yourself are you willing to hide? How many parts of yourself do you refuse to accept? Humans and animals have been interacting with the spirit world for millennia. Ritualistically, religiously, individually, on a personal level, it is a part of our collective memory and culture as conscious beings to connect with our ancestors, chosen, and biological. If we create a culture of silence now, where... You know, we don't talk to ghosts. We kind of block out our ancestors. We're just like sitting in this very literal, physical body all the time when we are ancestors and we have guidance to give, you're going to be entirely shut out. Mm. So fostering this culture that already exists and is very much like a part, I feel like very much a part of our spiritual experience, our duty as conscious creatures. Forgot where I was going with that. But you know, I got these big hands. <laughs> you were so into it though. And she's gesturing. I've got these hands. You know, I'm, do- I'm making rainbows with them. I'm making rainbows. But just like, you know, it's like a part of who we are. It's kind of like music. This is like the physical reason that music matters to us yeah i shouldn't have had all that coffee earlier today i know i'm buzzed too i'm feeling it i'm feeling it but you know talk to spirits i got another one too do it do it so this is the section where i ask you guys to think critically about what you think you should do because whatever your comfort level is you know wherever you are that's like the point that you should be coming from Mm -hmm. if you're in a situation where you're like a deeply empathetic person and you know what it's like to have like your rights violated and you feeling very violated and ignored when your boundaries are crossed i could totally see why you would say you know these ghosts can't give consent you know they deserve the right to privacy i don't think it's right to talk to ghosts i'd be like that's totally cool you don't gotta do nothing you don't want to do if you are a person that has like a big open heart and a need to connect i'm thinking ghost talking right up your alley my friend so hit up that cemetery no matter what i would say always be courteous kind and respectful if things start to get hairy ask for help and when you're dealing with spirits or anything else that's non-physical always 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 cleanse and ground before and after. It's kind of like sex. You pee before, you pee after. It's kind of like working out. You, you limber up and you stretch down. That's not what you call it, but you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Sports. Sports. Balls. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have ghosts. We have ghosts. And they're we, here. We, we do, believe them. We believe them. We know they're here. Believe ghosts. Whether you want to contact them or not, that's on you. How did these ghosts fucking get here? So I went through three pages of the Google. Man. And there is not enough information about how to become a ghost. But I found one YouTube video and it listed like four ways that you could become a ghost. Okay. And here we go. You could become a ghost, possibly, by the excessive griefs of the loved ones you leave. So the more crime the better chance I get to enjoy more hanky-panky on the Earth ghost world. Hanky-panky? Yeah. Is that the word the ghosts are using? I don't know. They're You old. know, the hanky-panky, like, hanky-panky sounds like the, you know? It is. It's it's the punting. Oh. It's oh. The, I don't know if ghosts would be thinking about that. I don't Jimmy know if they can do that or not. Oh, have you ever heard Madonna talk about that one time she got fucked by a ghost? Is this some, like, astral plane shit? She said it's the best sex she's ever had. I believe that. But, yes, yeah, so. I love her. Make my family grieve for me. Yes. Deeply and woefully. And then we have one quote. Can't say the name. <laughs> Literally don't know how to say those words together. Sri Aurobindo? Sure. Sure. He said, grief too long continued does not help, but delays the journey of the departed soul. The one thing one should 
should not do is to hold them back by sorrow or anything else that would pull them nearer to earth or delay their journey to their place of rest. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like all of your energy grieving the loss might actually trap them. Because you kind of project your unfinished dealings with this person onto their spiritual so whatever. So it's like a ghost unfinished business. It doesn't just have to be their unfinished business. It could be yours. Exactly. Also, that makes sense to me because we're always like fucking casting like psychic cords into people all the time when we have emotional dealings with them. And we just like put these hooks into them. That makes sense if a hook is deep enough. Mm-hmm. Like holding it as that spirit is being taken away. Yeah. I guess it's grieve, but don't grieve too much. <laughs> Grieve. <laughs> grieve your own way. Yeah. Always grieve your own way. Yeah. I don't know how you can put limitations on that really, but I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't know how I feel about that one. I think it's an interesting concept, but I don't really know because some people die like really horribly and really suddenly and like that's a harder thing to let go than like, oh yeah seeing someone like progress Mm -hmm. to dying you know Mm -hmm. I don't know for you the listener to decide I guess Mm -hmm. we also have an attachment to material things so if you like your house so much like you love your house and you love how you decorated it and you love all the clothes you bought and then how much you love and care for all the time you spent in that house and all the great memories then you risk not being able to leave it so now you're the ghost haunting your house just to stay at your house. That's why you got to take the old people and you put them in the home. Yeah. You take old people, you, you just, take them to the you hospital. You drop them off. Tara's <laughs> like, you just drop them off and they cannot connect to any earthly possession anymore. Yeah. It's like kindergarten. Bye-bye. <laughs> First day of school. There you go. Make friends. Yeah. But I guess it's like if that materialism is so extreme in a person where it's like my life dead or alive doesn't mean anything without the things I have then you might possibly become a ghost mm-hmm. yeah or be a creepy ghost doll oh god hope not hope not those are too creepy Mm-mm. so love no one love no one and love nothing and love nothing and then violent death so don't have a violent death don't, don't go nowhere don't go stay in your house but it's saying dying with a turbulent state of mind is like being sucked into a kind of vortex and now since that person cannot find a sense of peace because their last moments were horrifying they are stuck as a ghost until they can calm their own soul so mm-hmm. that's the whole idea with that that makes sense to me that also might tie into the deep grief of someone too yeah because if you're also being pulled by other people who are feeling like that kind of grief as well like horrific grief then you might be more willing to be like I'm a ghost and I'm gonna be a nasty ass bitch yeah I'm gonna punish you and everyone yeah and then the last one is unfinished business like Casper with the treasure (laughs) what was the treasure spoilers what was the treasure I haven't watched that movie in years Uh, wasn't it a baseball mitt I feel like you're right and like a baseball and he was just like my dad would do this with me and I was like that's so touching (laughs) oh no So if a ghost has unfinished business, they might stick around to make sure that business gets finished. And it's your moral job to if help a ghost them. comes to you, hat in hand, says, I got business and I ain't got no business. Business in my business. Mm-hmm. You say, of course, we, oui, monsieur. We will help you. Okay, to piggyback off of that, mm-hmm. just to close our segment on ghosts, I want to talk to you guys about a prevailing theory okay. about the supernatural. Love theories. So up until this point, we've been speaking, I'd say pretty exclusively about sentient ghosts Mm -hmm. so ghosts that got ideas and they got ideas about how to get their ideas into the real world Mm -hmm. but what about ghosts that may or may not be sentient who show no awareness of their surroundings walking through walls that used to be doors or calling out to people that don't exist oh 
How do we account? I know. (laughs) That one got me. How do we account for apparitions that appear as non-interactive recordings of events? Okay. I present to you the stone tape theory. Ooh. This theory professes that powerful, emotional, or traumatic events can be projected as a kind of psychic energy onto rocks, land, and everyday objects recorded within their atoms and accessed or replayed under certain conditions. Okay. This idea is thought to have begun around 1837 with Charles Babbage. Babbage. I always want to say baggage when I look at his name. Charles Babby. Good old Babs. Good old Comes Babs. in. He's like, I got this idea. Let me tell you my idea. I theorized that spoken word leaves permanent impressions in air particles through the transfer of motion from particle to particle. This is some COVID shit. Basically, so he invented COVID. Oh, okay. And this is how he's affecting the world. But the idea is that so your breath. Like pushes out and affects the particles around it, and that those particles interact with other particles that leave permanent indentations, so that like particles in motion have been placed into motion back from 1837. Oh, I hate that. So that his own fucking particles have been particling and partying around Mm -hmm. in our particles, and that's ghosts. I don't know. So. Then in the late 1800s, the Society for Psychical Research, you may have heard of them, began considering place memory as a possible explanation for ghostly apparitions. Could certain materials be more porous and therefore more likely to hold memory or information? Are there certain biological or structural setups or rooms that could be created to hold information better? In addition, what uncontrollable elements such as weather, position of the moon, etc. could add to creating a perfect storm of recording events or creating anniversary ghosts or road ghosts wait what does that mean what are anniversary ghosts and road ghosts so i want to get into them in a separate episode because there's a bunch of fucking different Mm. kinds of fucking ghosts there's these ladies in white they're these ghostly road people the orbs orbs but the idea is that everything has like this this structure of atoms right Mm -hmm. where it's like solids are like kind of like these little brick guys and fluids are like these flowy guys and air guys are like we're everywhere don't touch me Yes. That like there are ways that you could set up these atomic structures that then you could trap like this information in it so that it can be replayed like a fucking movie. Oh. And that like objects hold memories in like the little tiny pockets of their being. So like this cup, memory. Beautiful cup. This phone, it doesn't have much memory left anymore. (laughs) So like objects hold like everyday events or hold other kinds of memories but like really traumatic ones are so powerful that the energy within them if the conditions are right can project out and replay so you could watch like a civil war battle or like those native hawaiian war marches that march through the woods on big island like all of those things are connected to this place as recordings that seems crazy so fucking cool that is really cool spooky so as i said i really want to do like a vaults of the obscure episode and all the different kinds of ghosts women in white road ghosts fucking ghost animals amazing and it's crazy also like all the ways that like we try to keep people from turning into ghosts i like went down a bunch of rabbit holes about like coins like coins on your eyes coins in your mouth burning fake coins to like give to you an afterlife so you can get across the bridge or whatever people that like bind their dead before burial so that they like don't come alive so again. you can't move yeah it's it's <laughs> it's fucking fascinating because it's like we are so concerned as a society of like keeping in contact 
in Mm -hmm. the afterlife, but we're so fucking scared of ghosts. It's like, I only want to talk to you on ghost Facebook and only at certain times of the year. I don't want you to have access to me. Only holidays. Only, yeah, family gatherings and when someone else dies, Mm -hmm. really. Then we can talk. Then we can chat. And that's all I got to say about ghosts. Woof. That was a lot about ghosts, though. That was a lot. How are you feeling about ghosts these days? Well, I guess I'll see what it's like living with one and then make a decision. A little trial? Yeah, a little trial, right? Try, Try before you buy? Yeah, you know. I think he'll stay. He's not supposed to. Which is in the news. Witches in the news. Oh, witches in the news. It's witches in the news. She's got news for you, motherfucker. Mm-mm. Brother, sit down. You're not my brother. Mm-mm. Witches. <laughs> witches in the news. <laughs> I love it. I love it. First on the docket today, Portland protesters, the witches. Yes. We are looking at a group of peaceful protesters based out of Portland called the Witches. Hell yeah. Since this past spring, the Witches have regularly provided aid, including food, beverages, and medical supplies to activists marching for police reform and racial justice in Portland. And as the Oregon wildfires have led to massive evacuations, the Witches traveled to Molino, Oregon, and gave some of their supplies to firefighters and evacuees. Hell yeah, go Witches. The Witches group and other protesters are saying that this redirection in helping people is what protesting is all about. That's always been about helping their community when someone is in need. And now that the air is more breathable and some of the fires have died down, the witches are back on the streets of Portland protesting against police brutality. And what a timely day, time, life to be living to be protesting that. For time period to be protesting. Up next, guess what, witches? November 3rd is election day in the United States. Are we pumped? Are we scared? All of it. All of it. Another chance to remind all of the United States baby witches. Ah, see how I tied that in? (laughs) This sucks to suck. Here you are. (laughs) We trapped you. Uh Uh-huh. That a very important election is underway. So we got a few points we need to talk about. We got to register to vote. We know this. We got this. We did it. Excellent. You need to check your voter registration. Like, legit check it at least twice, which I know sounds insane because you're like, I already registered. Like, I know. I'm good. I'm good. But this election will be happening while Mercury is in retrograde. So we know this is a time with many technical difficulties and faults. So just double check your voter registration. It's very, very important. Just in case. Just do it, guys. Just do it. You can do it online. Exactly. It's so you don't have to leave your home. That's the best part. Let's talk about these mail-in ballots because it's a lot and I'm sorry. But let's talk about them. If you're doing a mail-in ballot, make sure you read all of the directions clearly. If you cannot read, do not do a mail-in ballot because you will do it wrong. Yes. Thank you for listening to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But mail-in ballots might not be for you. So mail-in ballots are kind of like taking a multiple choice standardized test where the ballots only accept certain ink colors. Like SAT, ACT level bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. Legit, make sure you are filling out the ballot using the correct ink color. Very important. Don't forget to sign your envelope. Every state requires a voter to sign an affidavit on the outside of the envelope to confirm their identity. If you don't put your signature here, it goes in the trash. And this is the most common reason for rejection. Which we're not going to do this year because you're going to sign it. Exactly. Because you know. But how frustrating to be like, okay, I did it. I put the stamp on it. Actually, it probably comes with free stamps at that point. Mm -hmm. Send it in the mail, drop it off. Everything's on time. And then you don't sign the envelope. So it just goes in the trash. Like they don't even open it. Crazy. You have to use the signature that the government has on file for you. So you know like how on your driver's license you have your signature on it. That is the signature that you need to put on the mail-in ballot and on the envelope. Like seriously, do not do your doctor signature where you read the first letter of your name and then 
it's illegible because unless that's on your government issued ID or license, they won't count it. This is not the time to be fancy. Mm -mm. You are not a celebrity. Like, please do not play with like a new signature style. Like, not good. And I know it's annoying because you're like, well, now I'm used to it. The doctor signature is my signature because I am too good for signing most things. I get it. I totally get it. Like mine includes a heart and a star above the eyes and those shapes would need to be on there. That's on my government ID. It would have to be on the front of my envelope in the mail. Alicia Hart, Alicia Star, gotta be there. It's gotta be there. It's gotta be similar to your government issued ID. Some states may require additional documentation, and this could be from having a signature from a witness or even including a copy of your photo ID in the ballot. So like I said, it is very important to read everything on the ballot to make sure you don't miss any of the requirements. And then last for mail-in voting, make sure you send your ballot in early. The post office recommends sending it in a week before election day. I, podcast host, recommend sending it in two weeks before the election, just in case. Absolutely. The earlier you can get that bad boy in, the better your chances that it will make it on time. You have to know, my mother, who lives in a suburb of Dallas, Texas. I love her. An absolute gem. Amazing. A beautiful diamond. Great body. She, (laughs) I mean, it's not a lie. So she tried to mail in her utility check for, I think it was electric. Yeah. This is an office that is in her own town. Mm -hmm. It took a month. That's crazy. To go from the post office to another office in her town. Fucking mail in your ballots today, guys. <laughs> like, shit. So don't be playing games and yeah. wasting time. Just get it done. This is not your taxes. This is the government. Yeah. Okay, if you are going to vote in person, check your state's early voting dates. We, the human species, love leaving things to the last minute, but you may risk like really long lines on election day. The more people who can vote early, the better. I voted in the 2016 election day, like on election day, and I think I stood in line for 20 minutes in LA, which felt long to me, who's used to like speedy fast service. But of course, there are stories of voter suppression where people are waiting for hours to vote. So the sooner you can figure that out, especially remember Mercury and retrogrades happening through the whole early voting to election day process. The last day is fucking election day. I would just say don't leave it up to chance and like do it on the Saturday, do it on the Sunday, do it up the week leading before. I'm gesturing. You don't understand how serious she is. very serious. She's got big hands. Yeah. Some states are voting for senators. So make sure you research everyone who you will be voting for before you get to the polls and write it down. Like you can bring a cheat sheet, whatever you want. You can always take out your phone while you're at the poll to look things up. But like I said, there may be a line of people right behind you. So you would want to be considerate of your time so that they're considerate of their time. You know, Mm -hmm. do the research beforehand. Normally only good things happen. And last thing, and this is truly, truly, truly important. I know I made a joke about writing my name in for like the write-in that you have on the ballot, but the race for president of the United States comes down to two people, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Baby witches, please, please do not write in someone else or write in them. Just choose Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Unfortunately, there will not be enough write-in votes for Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise? Who's the Zodiac? Ted Cruz, the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Yeah. Or even the gorilla Harambe. Your choice is between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And you need to make that choice. Very serious. Both of the men running for president have huge flaws. Totally. But you have to pick one of them. Writing in a third party person or even like Hecate for president is like super not cute. It's very dismissive and fucking immature. Yeah. And I'm more than disappointed in you. (laughs) 
And that's just Tara. Think of how many other people you're going to disappoint who are actually your friends if yeah. you tell them you do this. And I'm the nice one. Yeah. She's the nice one. With an election that has received this much press and has such high stakes for you to just write in the name of your cat, like it's only for your ego. It's not cute. It's not funny. And ultimately not doing anything for humanity. And we want to do as much good as possible. You have two choices. Pick one and live with it. Mm-hmm. Pick one and get out of line. Because the lines are long. Yeah. Pick one and early vote. Like, poof, go. All right, our last story, which the story before was totally about witches. Like, you guys are witches, you got to vote. This story, Hulu's Pen15 and introducing awkward preteens to witchcraft. If you're not watching Pen15, I highly recommend it. Are you, Tara? Have you seen it? It's hard for me to watch. Oh my God, it is. It's real. I'm just like, oh, fuck, it's me. It is the most awkward comedy about life as a middle schooler through the eyes of two preteen girls, which like, quick note, our protagonists are actually full grown women playing two preteen girls, but their other castmates are like actually preteens and teenagers. It's so funny. It's really good. (laughs) Everything from body hair to your first period to your first sleepover and getting your first kiss, like all of it's addressed and it's so so awkward and it's so funny and they just released season two and in episode three the girls are confronted with witchcraft for the first time they are in the woods when they hear tree branches shift and mysterious noises and find a picture of a woman named wendy rochelle vickany through major leaps and jumps that only children and preteens can possibly make they believe they have found a picture of the mother witch oh my god it's so funny of course they go into school and start trying to get nail clippings and hair from their middle school peers in the hope that their dreams can come true. Their dreams ranging from wanting to be blonde to wanting to own white jeans to wanting to save their parents' marriage. You know, all the preteen dreams. So I specifically love this episode because I was introduced to witchcraft and like Wicca specifically when I was a preteen. I somehow ended up with Silver Ravenwolf's Witches Chillers fiction novels. And all I wanted to be was a badass teenage witch who wore black and a pentagram necklace and solved local murders with her coven. Of course it didn't happen. No. No. But I love seeing how witchcraft resonates with the preteens. We, oh, man. We got to make that happen for you, girl. I know. I got to get my pentagram necklace and go back in time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. In the preteen witch coven fantasy, do you also have to be a preteen? You could be like their den mother. Yeah, maybe. Or I'm like the old cool grandma. Yeah. Who like has all the witchy books and whatnot mm-hmm. and they go up into the, the, what's it called up here? Attic. The attic, yes. I kept thinking cellar, and I was like, cellars are down, not up. At first, I was like, skylight? Skylight. (laughs) They go in the attic. They find my spell book. Like, my cat starts talking to them. Like, that will probably be my role. I love it. She's already making plans for Hunty. I know. I'm going to, like, map it out for them now. And that's been Witches in the News. Oh, thank you. That was so good and informative and powerful and empowering. Yay! And speaking of powerful and empowering. Let me tell you. Tell me, please. Well, I'm telling you because I'm communicating. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I haven't been a great communicator. Maybe I should have used this spell. Oh, here we go. It's called A Communication Bomb. Oh, okay. It's by solitaryspellbook.tumblr.com. Thank you. I thought that this was really lovely and sort of on brand for our discussion today about the election and speaking and, and having your voice heard. And I found this to be a lovely long game kitchen witch spell that aimed to, quote, help you speak and express yourself in ways that are assertive, kind, honest, and well understood. I love that. Very rarely do all of those four things come together in my throat and then blast out at the people I'm talking to. 
I know. I'm normally like having five thoughts at once and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's why I got to write things down. And that's why it's very nice to find someone that shares your ability to communicate in such diverse, tiny, sushi sized bits of information. Love sushi. So we're making a sal. You will likely need about 30 days total to make this because we're going to be working with the sun. So just in time for the election. Which is what I was saying. It's just, <laughs> just in time to talk to your loved ones about the election. So this is what you need for the first part. You need some dried herbs. You're going to need chamomile, rose, cinnamon, and orange peel. Okay. Then you're going to need about four or five parts skincare oil. So that's like sunflower, almond, olive, and coconut. Almond is on my shit list right now because it's very bad for the environment. Mm -hmm. So olive, coconut, sunflower. Okay. This is what you need for the second part. Beeswax a drop of honey, a piece of star anise, and a small jar or tin. It's what you're going to fucking put all this shit in, okay? Okay. So for the first part, you're going to solar infuse the dry herbs into the oil. What the fuck? What does that mean? How? Let me tell you. <laughs> so you're going to place the dry herbs into a glass jar. Put them in there with your hands, I guess. Perfect. And then you're going to pour your chosen oil over it, completely covering the herbs. So the size of the oil that you use is dictated by the size of the jar and the size of how many herbs. Okay. You're going to seal that fucker up and place it on the windowsill. Every morning you're going to shake it, sh 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 shake it, thinking of your intentions for clear thoughts, clear words, filled with honesty and power. You have things to say and you deserve to be heard. So after about 30 days, and I think you can kind of see in the jar like a sort of color shift, uh, maybe even a little whiffaroo, you're going to open the jar and separate the oil from the herbs through a cheesecloth or some kind of really tight strainer. You mm -hmm. can't just put it in a pasta strainer. You can't. That's not going to work. Okay? Not the same. Now you have made solar infused oil. Wow. Cool. Science. This is the second part. Once you're ready to work with this fucking oil, cleanse and ground your ritual space. Solitary Spellbook encouraged readers to use blue gemstones like lapis lazuli or sodalite. I think maybe you could wear a cool fucking blue robe. You could wear a blue wig. I don't really know. Whatever you want. You're going to melt the oil and beeswax together over a gentle heat and a double boiler, slowly stirring clockwise, manifesting and reflecting on your values. Add a single drop of honey once everything is melted and then seal it by stirring one counterclockwise okay now hold the anise star the little stars that they make in your palm i wrote psalm that's silly that's okay it's close in your bible in your hand whatever now hold the anise star in your palm and whisper to it the outcome you wish to create through open dialogue and honesty okay place it in the bottom of the jar or tin or whatever it is you're going to put this shit in and then pour your salve oil on top of it so that it reaches the top mm -hmm. allow it to cool and then close your ritual space so this mentioned okay you can put this sort of balm on your throat, on your heart, kind of like you're using a little Vicks Vapo Rub. Oh, okay. But I was also thinking, okay, where's your heart chakra? Where's your throat chakra? Like these things that like rule your emotions, but also rule communication. Mm -hmm. I feel like those are really good places to use this balm to not only remind yourself that you have important thoughts and important ideas, but also to be brave because it's really hard to talk about these things, especially if you have like really hard line parents or loved ones that sort of decided, you know, what they believe in what they value if there is anyone that they're gonna listen to it's gonna be you and you need to have that conversation you have the power you do i love it 
Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you. And that has been our episode on ghosts. Woof. Boo. We would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, Mallory Porter, our creative director, and Kevin McLeod for the music we use each week. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin. I'd also really like to thank AL Mac 13 for their Apple Podcast review. I know it sucks to write reviews. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Please just write something. Write anything. You could write. I'd triple check that I registered to vote. Or I'm a ghost and I also am registered to vote. <laughs> I don't know how they're typing this. Like, ghosts these days are so technologically savvy. Oh, yeah. They know how to fuck with computers and be writing messages all the time. Oh, it's so crazy. On each episode, we pick a particularly juicy review from the podcast review tree and read it at the top of the show. And that could be you. Like it was this time for AL Mac 13. Hell yeah. Our listenership largely grows through word of mouth. And this spooky season, we'd like to encourage you to pick three friends. Your favorite friends. Your spooky friends. The top three on MySpace. If MySpace were still around. (laughs) And share your favorite episode with them you have good taste we're in good taste and we're gonna make those friends of yours taste really good what i don't know some episodes are more witchy some are more occult some are just us talking about how much we hate nazis so there's something for everyone if you want to find me alicia i'm on instagram at alicia period herder if you want to find tara me where do i go what do i do for onesies why i mean why are you here looking for me i'm gonna give you my ghost if i hate it shit Well, you can find me on Instagram at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. And then you can also find my private, my dark secret Instagram at underscore little moss. It's on private right now. So I usually go in and I see if you're following which yes or you're following Alicia. And then that dictates whether or not you get to play in the playhouse and we the podcast are on instagram at which yes share an episode in your stories tag us and we'll feature you on our stories and if you don't like instagram head over to which yes the facebook coven and you can always contact us via email at which at gmail.com and you can also find us on patreon five dollar patreon witches and above are getting two extra episodes a month and ten dollars and above get our show notes and much much more plus they're going to get early access to some cool stuff so look out for those goodies and of course we have our fundraiser for black girls code mm-hmm. make a donation like i said show notes there's a link instagram there will be a link facebook we'll pull one on patreon as well send us a screenshot and then you'll be entered into our raffle for a tarot reading by tara and i oh and it's so fun we hang out they're like 30 minutes they're so fun it's so much fun and we I get love to it. learn about you and y'all so beautiful they're so attractive everyone's like so hot who listens to us yeah it's crazy how good genes i guess i don't know i mean i think it has something to do with our voices oh they absorb the sexiness from our voices yes oh, okay okay yeah 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 yeah. totes well this has been which yes Go vote! Go vote! Register to vote and then vote after that! Whoop whoop! Thanks for coming!